This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. What is a Stradivarius? The Stradivarius is an instrument made by Antonio Stradivari, an Italian born in 1644 who died in 1737. Stradivari was a luthier, a maker of stringed instrument, guitar, cello, violin. During his lifetime, he crafted more than 1,100 instruments. And of those, 540 violins, 50 cellos, and 12 violas, are still in existence. A Stradivarius produces magical tones, unequaled by other instruments. Many luthiers have attempted to reproduce the sound of the Stradivarius, but none have been able to exceed. And over the years, historians, researchers have analyzed what exactly is responsible for the production of these magical tones. And they've come up with various theories. Some claim it was the wood that Stradivari used. Others say it was the varnish. And still others believe it was the waters of Cremona, which was the key ingredient in producing the Stradivarius. One of the most renowned musicians, violinists today, Joshua Bell, who would play Stradivarius and about 15 years ago. The Washington Post arranged an intriguing little experiment to test how people react to unexpected, out-of-context art. So they commissioned Joshua Bell to play in a Washington, D.C. subway station to bring his Stradivarius with him. Now, ordinarily, Joshua Bell earns $1,000 a minute. Bell played for 45 minutes, during which time more than 1,000 people passed by. But in the 45 minutes that Bell played in the subway station, only 27 out of the 1,075 passerbys threw a donation in his violin case, netting a grand total of $32. And this experiment created a a tremendous sensation. Scores of articles were written to try to explain what, what happened here. Can people not recognize quality art on their own? Why would people shell out more than $100 to hear Joshua Bell play and not even stop and listen when he plays for free? Does cost add value to something? Or is it all part of our herd mentality? But I believe there's a very important facet of human nature at play over here. And that is, no matter how inspiring, how breathtaking, how powerful an experience may be, it is very difficult for the human mind, for the soul, for the heart, for the emotions to derive any benefit from it, to be moved by it, to appreciate it, without hachana, without preparation. The benefits reaped from any meaningful experience in life is usually commensurate with the preparation that was put in to getting ready for that experience. Otherwise, the most majestic, meaningful experience in this world could be completely lost. Even the music of the greatest musician is lost 
to one who is not prepared to listen to it. And if this is true in the physical world, it is all the more true in the spiritual world. We all know how difficult it is to have Kavana by davening, and there are many reasons for it. But one of the important reasons for it is we sort of allow ourselves to fall into it. Maybe we'll come slightly late, or even if we come on time or early, but if it's just a function of punctuality and personality, and we don't mentally prepare ourselves to get ready for the experience, one can daven for 15 minutes or an entire shachris and derive very little spiritual benefit from it. And one of the important reasons is because we are not properly prepared to experience the mitzvah. But if a person would reflect even momentarily what they're about to do, what they're about to embark upon, just to mentally prepare oneself, I'm about to daven shachris. I'm standing before the Creator of the world. I'm offering the tefillah that was enacted by Avraham Avinu. I am humbling myself, elevating my Creator. I'm about to thank Him for all the benefits of life that would drastically transform our entire service. Mitzvah Yisharim writes in the Perak Yudzayin Bedarche Kenias Hatahara. Says in Mitzvah One should not enter a mitzvah suddenly. Without one's mind settled. With the ability to contemplate what one is doing. Rather, One must prepare oneself for the matter. And prepare one's heart on patiently, to enter the performance of the mitzvah with contemplation. Then one will contemplate what they're about to do. And before whom he's performing the act. No, there's an interesting Yushalmi in Masechta Kedushin, Parak Aleph Halachazayin. The Yushalmi makes an astounding comment. The Yushalmi says, what is considered the easiest mitzvah, the smallest mitzvah on the totem pole of mitzvahs? The Yushalmi says, Kale shebekalois shiluach hakeim. The smallest of all mitzvahs is shiluach hakeim. Where you encounter young chicks or an egg and you send away the mother and you take the eggs. This is considered the most kal, the smallest of all the mitzvahs. Why is this mitzvah considered the easiest of all the mitzvahs, the least significant? How could we say such a thing? Nowadays, people would pay a lot of money for the opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah of Shiluach HaKain. How is it the smallest of all the mitzvahs? And the Sasemis explains that the reason is because there is one ingredient that is never present in the mitzvah of Shiluach HaKain, and that is there is no hachana. It's kiyikare kansipar. It's only when you encounter it by chance. But there's never preparation. And without preparation, the mitzvah is dramatically lowered and mitigated. Now, let's think for a moment. What is the most momentous occasion, the most monumental event in the history of the Jewish people? Certainly, it was the giving of the Torah, Kabbalah Satayra. It's the most important event in the history of the whole world divine revelation to an entire people. And therefore, the Yom Tov of Shavuos, which commemorates the giving of the Torah, is in a way 
the, the grandest opportunity we have the whole year to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if that is the case, and if the more important something is, the more preparation it needs, then if the Yom Tif of Sukkot, let's say, we only have a few days to prepare. And if the Yom Tif of Pesach, we have 30 days, we start to prepare for Pesach, already Purim. Then for the Yom Tif of Shavuos, which is the most momentous occasion of the year, a few days will not suffice. 30 days will not suffice. Now it becomes clear why the period of Sfiras HaOimer is needed to adequately prepare for the Yom Tif of Shavuos. Because what we're able to gain from any spiritual experience in life is commensurate with the preparation we put into it. Let us take advantage of this period of Sfiras HaOimer to prepare ourselves, to elevate our dedication to learning, our focus on learning, not to allow ourselves to be distracted, to give it the primacy of our attention, to learn with the proper sanctity, to, to acquire the midais, mentioned in Perkei Avais, which are the ways to acquire Taira. The more preparation we put in for the greatest day of the year, the more we will achieve on the Yom of, of Shavuos. This period of Svir Sa'imar will help us adequately take advantage of the great day of Matan Taira, Haba Aleinu Lataiva. Wishing everyone a wonderful week and Hatzlacha Raba in our quest to prepare for Kabbalah Satayra. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.